0: Welcome to the Planet Storytime podcast, where we use the power of our imaginations to use the pictures in our minds for some of the best stories ever told. I'm your host, Thomas Mitchell. Our story today is The Squirrel and the Lazy Man by T.M. Ganim, and it shows us how not doing the things we need to do can lead to having to do a whole lot more. Now, if you can, take a deep breath in and hold it. And let it out. Now, we're ready for today's story. Remember to see the pictures in your head as you listen to the story. I hope you enjoy it. The Squirrel and the Lazy Man by T.M. Gannam Once there was an oh-so-terribly-lazy man. He wasn't always so, but once he had worked hard enough to live quite comfortably, he began to rely on those around him to make all the labor. Good for him, his wife was a very hard worker. She kept the household running, and thank goodness she had the children to help her. The children would ask their mom the mama, How come Pops our Papa is so very lazy? Well, children, Mama replied, He says he has done his work and his work is done. I've done my work and my work is done, The Papa would bellow. Why, just look at this house and patch our full Tums. We've done our work, our work is done. Oh, there is more, there is more, the family would implore. The leaves haven't been raked in days, more than two score, and the house it needs paint, our cupboards are faint, and you hear nothing of our daily complaint. Pop sniffed and dismissed, yet moms would persist. And while the list is long, and with so long a list, I still must insist that near the top must be this very high priority. And that would be? The squirrels! The squirrels, dear man, in the attic. In the attic? Why, that couldn't be. I swept up there once and didn't see a squirrel or bat. Bumblebee, 'twas t'was a time ago indeed, but time is fast and it's seldom so that a thing should change and I don't know. It is so, it is so, said Mami-o. I hear them scratching high while try I might to sleep below. Well, what would you have me do? I'm at a loss the same as you from whence they came, I'm sure they'll shoo." And so it went, the days were spent, speaking not and doing not, to address what one could only guess was a rather extraordinary rodent mess that lay just feet above their heads not to mention the other things that Pops chose to leave to the honey and the underlings, like the trash and the dishes and the extending of birthday wishes. He was not to be bothered. I am not to be bothered. Isn't it enough that I've fathered and spent a family man's time making a whole life for my children and my wife? Let them do their share. For truth, it's only fair. Leave me be, I do not care. Well, as it goes, our words and deeds, it would seem, are not always met with a response from this world, at least not straight away. Indeed, sometimes the sun, seas, and sky must take time to abide the words we spew just as an aside. But once they have, as in its course, we may as well saddle up the horse of our own feeding and ride the tides that we've inscribed on said sun, season, and sky and get to heeding the lessons that for us the world styles. And true to form, the day had come for Pops to reckon with more than some of the seeds he'd sown, unseen by him, but by now fully grown." Now his family, already away, had started the day with the sun at its rise and began to make hay. But this man had no design to break his recline, and it wasn't until he heard a knock and a scratch and an unhumanly tap, along with the unmistakable fill of a squirrel's shrill-trill, that his eyes opened one, two, And he saw what he saw, with no idea what to do. He sat up from his bed, and he stared head to head, squarely at a squirrel at his bedstead edge. The squirrel was plump, with a fuzzy round rump, festooned with a tail full of fluff. Its nose shifted side to side with a teeny sniff and snuff, and there hung a bloated belly like a king who'd eaten quite enough and black eyes that shot like darts just inches away from those of Pops, who for the first time in a while looked quite alert, like he could run a mile. The two stared at each other still and ready, both hoping to devise a plan simple, not too heady, when Pops couldn't help but have his nose tickled by the tree rat's pelt and let out a sneeze whose great achoo! sent the squirrel running around and through the entire bedroom as the Pops jumped to his feet on top of his bed and danced to the tune of the wee beast's tread, which he hoped would not traipse across his bare feet, body, or the tip of his head. The pandemonium sustained a frantic refrain until the Pops found a broom and with a wave and swoop forced an intimidating strain on the squirrel's wee brain, as it searched every corner for a hole or a drain or some kind of opening that might offer a lane to exit the house and return ne'er again. But the chaos continued until the man with the spirit of fright sprung open the windows as quick as he might It wasn't long afore the rascally rodent, under such dire duress, made its way out through the newfound egress and dashed away and away for to catch its own breath. Indeed, the Pops, too, had his own breath to settle and closed up the windows. For another intrusion, he had not the mettle. Oh, the mess the squirrel left in every room of the house could be blamed on nothing so small as a mouse. And his family to return home quite soon, most likely, would be shocked to see the house looking this brand unsightly. Not to mention the fool's cap he felt at the hand he had dealt. So with the broom still in hand, he took to sweeping and if anyone was there, they would see him start weeping, for he realized right there and then that he was hardly a steward of his family's home den. And though it was true he worked hard in his day, his sloth had taken over and led him astray. As he toiled to clean, he thought of his dear honey and all that she did and his nose became runny and dripped on his bib. And the kids who were kids, and just kids after all, shouldn't have to labor while his efforts laid stall. So he made a pact, yes, a contract with himself, that he would labor on and put on no shelf the work of the day, the work that keeps coming and coming so his family and household would air keep happily humming. The End I hope you enjoyed listening to The Squirrel and the Lazy Man as much as I enjoyed reading it to you. I'm glad that the lazy man learned his lesson and decided to start staying on top of his to-do list. It just goes to show how true the old saying is that the lazy person ends up working twice as hard. We're so glad you could join us today. As always, thanks to our dear friend Paxton Stanley for his wonderful music. Until next time, remember to keep using your imagination and discover just how powerful your mind truly is. Goodbye for now. If you enjoy the Planet Storytime podcast and would like to support the show, please click the subscribe button on your podcast player and tell your friends about us. You can also support us with contributions on our Patreon page. Simply go to patreon.com and search for the Planet Storytime podcast. You can also reach out to us with suggestions, requests, and questions by email at planet.storytime at gmail.com. Both Paxton and I would like to thank you and everyone for your amazing support. Until next time, remember to keep using your imagination and see just how powerful your mind truly is. Goodbye for now.